Spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we have a real breakthrough. We'll be talking about Andre Who's Always Up, Cancer, and Throwing Food at Vito. Guess who went down on Tony Soprano? It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man, that's the end of little girl. Welcome to No Fucking ZD. Woo! <laughs> Um, I've never heard that band before. Episode 58 in Camelot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, went to watch the episode and watched the first 10 minutes of In Camelot today and thought that I was just amazed at how much they planted that whole, uh, you know, plot line with the old lady. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that one old lady on the show. Uh, the old bag. We'll <laughs> anyway, get there. we are at, uh, we're actually at 57, talking a little about irregular at the margins <laughs> i have a dog just staring at me in the face hello the, the pod dog um this is a i would i i feel like this is a classic episode yeah totally you know i mean and it's it's an episode where like if you described this to me i'd be like uh yeah definitely come on yeah right like let's fine let's do that yeah <laughs> like i guess that's the show now yeah it's definitely a, R.I.P. Like, Sopranos. Yeah, it's like a dangerous like almost shark jumping type plot line yep in a way yep um, Tony does blow, which is I, I like watching him do blow. Yeah, has he done it before on the show? I don't think so. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. But so. we know he's he dabbles. We I mean, know we know nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, this is the episode where Tony, uh, for out of kind of out of nowhere, falls for Adriana, and uh, she sort of falls back because she's looking for a, a kind of a dad figure. Well, she's she's fe- they're both feeling isolated. Exactly. Yeah, I think I was thinking about it. Like, is like Tony? I guess is maybe like feeling his age for real you know for the first time and well he's he's like actually single actually one thing that we didn't mention in the last episode was that uh you know there's that scene where where uh tony's describing to silvio all the shit he can do he's like oh yeah he's like stay out all night get drunk fuck any woman i want and silvio's (laughs) like so what's the difference (laughs) (laughs) yeah because and he's like it's a psychological thing (laughs) you know yeah uh yeah so i guess like is it hitting him hard now this time that like oh like oh shit i'm actually single i mean you know Maybe it's, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he's seen the possibilities around yeah. him for the first time. Yeah, he likes Christopher less these days. It seems he does. He does. I mean, I guess you could probably say that like their relationship really hasn't totally been the same since Chris went to rehab and they had to have an intervention, right? I mean, like oh, completely. Little by little, it's kind of eroding. Yeah, I would say totally. And like, what happens here is that actually, I mean, it's it's interesting because come to think of it, Tony actually is the one who keeps pushing it further and further into its degradation. You know, obviously he kills Christopher at the end. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's but, like the final, <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty big push. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like, but no, I mean with this, so I mean like he kind of saves his life with the rehab stuff. Like, yeah. like they're into that and they don't kill him. So that's like twofold life saving because yeah. in the mafia you, you, they don't do interventions. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Not usually. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's like a new, that's a new thing. But like, but then, you know, he with this one he just really rubs chris's face in it like from the get-go yeah and kind of asks for it and then like he's basically just going to continue to be disappointed with chris for the next like 
three seasons. Yeah, I, yeah, it's 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 very it's a little sad for Christopher. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like not too much sympathy for a guy like that. But at the same time, you know, like he's just like a lost child. <laughs> and, well, yeah, uh, you have even less sympathy for Tony, I guess. So he's like well, the, he's yeah. like the the Chris is like the lesser of two evils here in this in this scenario. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, not only was this like dangerously close to jumping the shark, but like it's dangerously close to making it just straight up not like Tony at all, you know, because now mm-hmm. he's 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 going for his nephew, sort of uh, his nephew's fiance. And yeah. it's just kind of a who's banging. She's banging her than yeah. ever. I mean, yeah, yeah, they really remind you in this episode of just how attractive she is. That's for even sure. After he goes to therapy, she wears like an even hotter outfit. Like, yeah. The next night. I, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like. Bro. So that's part of it too. I mean, she certainly knows what she's doing, right? Yeah, it just seems like she doesn't get that kind of attention from Chris because she doesn't talk like a hua, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's yeah, she's 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 a she's a catch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially as far as Christopher is concerned, you know? Oh yeah, he's he's swinging way above his league. I would say. If yeah. That's, I mean, not just in terms of looks, but like she's she yeah for sure. Okay. Uh, but he's just uh, he's 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 got someone who's smarter than him in terms of the real world mm-hmm. and who's, who actually like is uh, like faithful to him and, mm-hmm. and, and respects him and stuff like that. And he doesn't always return the favor, especially not mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's th- pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot. There, there's a whole lot to unpack here. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we're not the guys to do it. So <laughs> we're, we're going to punt this week. We should and, find <laughs> <laughs> they, and, should, uh, they should really find a guy. Yeah. A podcast man. They really should. I wish there was a podcast we could listen to first. And then do you, do, we, do you have any business cards of those guys? <laughs> yeah. Anyone. If you guys just want to do another one, we'll just copy whatever you get. We'll yeah. digest. We'll do like the Reader's Digest version, version of like a good Sopranos <laughs> podcast. Pocket size podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, so let's, I guess, like start from the get go. Tony's already doing coke at the beginning. I mean, you know, it's that's, very that's clear. The thing, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like touching his nose and stuff. And yeah, in just one of the most embarrassing possible situations for mm-hmm. for him and his daughter. Well, and it shows that he's like soaring a little closer to the sun because he's single. Like his life is less separate from everyone mm-hmm. else's. Because uh, Carmela really did keep him grounded, but also, yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. Meadows there. That opening shot is really. It's like so. It's like the most choreographed shot in Sopranos like where the band kicks in and it's like it's this zoom oh, yeah. out you know this this pull out the, the, they call that pulling out right yeah yeah in, in the film world <laughs> yeah. you're pulling out um and then which doesn't always work no I no hear, yeah you know, I mean, but sometimes in this context yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's fine, no. but like um it's it's very very good uh I mean this episode as a whole like has so many little moments where like it's not as Sopranos-y in terms of the things that keep it a cut above, but yeah. like like that that particular direction, like I don't know, whatever. So you see Meadow, she's dancing, hot summer night. Yep, New Jersey. Yep, just <laughs> uh, just a little thin layer of sweat. Yeah, yeah. She's dancing with Finn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've met Finn, but now he's back. They're they're we assume that they're more serioso than before. Yeah. So is this the, only the second? Have we seen him this season? Yet? I, don't really I don't think we think have. so. It might be. The, uh, no, no, no. He was uh, Finn was uh, all over her uh, when she was on the phone with Carmela. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, they're, yeah. They're, they're watching right. the movie Last about, week we saw them. Uh, yeah, they were <laughs> watching Frida. <laughs> they were watching, yeah, the movie yeah. about Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Uh, um, that was a test. And uh, su- yeah. Surprisingly similar to Tony and Carmela, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. must say. Yeah. Um, they do that every Friday night. This is actually an adaptation. No, I mean the movie Frida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant that they su- cuddled su- and su- watched. Sopranos is a long form adaptation of the Diego Rivera story. Very true. Not a lot of people know that. Not yeah. a lot of people yeah. know that. A lot of murder in that movie, which is crazy. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and cocaine. Uh, you Think know. about it. Paintings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cocaine. <laughs> yep. Eyebrows. Go on. Yep. Christopher's eyebrows yep. are very much like Frida Kahlo's. Yelling. Uh-huh. That's it, I guess, really. Uh, I think oh, Ka- and the FBI. And Kaisha. And Kaisha <laughs> is also too, in, right? in, in Frida. Um, um, but yeah, we saw Finn like basically... Right, that's true. Okay. I don't know. It's not the time to do that to your girl when she's on the phone with her one of her parents. A little strange. A little strange. So we Finn's not in our... Uh, he's not on our good side quite yet. Well, you just never know. Like in a situation like that, when someone's mom calls, you know, like it could be sort of seen as being a cute, affectionate thing, but it could also be like, why were you trying to go down on me while my mom called me? Yeah, right. She's important to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's my mother. She's my best friend. Yeah, <laughs> so we've all been there. You it know. can backfire very easily. Yeah, whenever I'm on the phone with my mom, I'm not going to go. I'm yeah, gonna, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. All kinds of things being uh, mixed up here. Yeah. Um, happy Mother's Day in a couple weeks, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, right off the bat, we kind of know it's a weird episode because like Meadows and Tony's environment. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And they meet Tony's not acting his age, which is fine. Hey, it's, it's you know sometimes you want to go out. That's cool. He's wearing a very cool shirt. We always lots we have to co- comment on his lots cool of shirts. great shirts. Yeah, I love that shirt. Um, like Tabasco bottles, I think on it or, or like I, I can't even really tell, but it's I need that for <laughs> the summer. It just smells fun. To yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a cool guy. Um, and uh, so yeah, right away we kind of know this is going to be a sort of strange episode. Right, and uh. And then we pretty much get right into the Adriana Tony story. And I guess really what we, what kind of brings them together is they both are dealing with some uh, some medical issues this week. That they're sort of keeping from... Their, well, yeah. well, well, Adriana isn't keeping it from Chris, but he doesn't want to talk about it. No, not at all. Yeah. But like they're confiding in each other. Let's 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 go that far. Yeah. Christopher writes. I mean, like you said, like he's really he doesn't really reciprocate with her a lot of the time and just has almost no, no sensitivity to her possible stressful issues i mean she can't obviously say what they really are but, but that conversation they have when he's shaving he's like it's it's like disgusting yeah. and then he talks about his like ants asshole rotting out it's like yeah. no no one <laughs> wants to hear that at all yeah and then he's like saying to his buddies like she's got diarrhea you yeah. know like he's like he's just so terribly insensitive and meanwhile he's preoccupied with the fact that like he's got like tooth problems and he can't drink and mm-hmm. like all this stuff and i it's like if you look at it in that light, you do want to say to Christopher, oh, just shut the fuck up. Can you just be normal? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just puts, and I don't think this is, I don't think this is like judging, you know, alcoholics in general or anything like that. I think that he is a little bit with her, at least one of those, one of those AA dudes who just like, that's at the forefront of his mind all the time. Yeah. And I think it has to do with his addiction, but he's also, he's like the vegan who won't shut up about it. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. fine what consent adults want to do, you know, <laughs> right. but yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's already to begin with a pretty selfish me first person, you know, yeah, I mean sure. the whole show you learn from the best. Yeah. Right. I mean, true. Right. Um, Tony is, of course, like that. Uh, basically, everyone in the show is like that because I think it's, you know, obviously the show on some level is kind of a 
um, a cultural critique, I think, and sure. uh, even kind of an American satire. And an I think that exercise in narcissism. Yeah. I, well, yeah. yeah, I think it's just a lot of a lot of that. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it has really nothing to do with his alcoholism or his, his drug addiction. But yeah. he already was a shitty person. And so, of course, he's <laughs> making it um, shitty person. Cool guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's just very much making it about about himself. And, you know, bottom line is he's just ignoring his his uh, fiance. Right? Yeah. He calls her his girlfriend in this episode, but it's they're they're supposed to be getting married at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? He said you did this so you could fuck my girlfriend. Yeah. I thought that felt weird. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, you know, of course she's going to run to Tony who is dealing with his own physical ailment in this episode. And is willing to share it because like yeah. he's the big alpha male, he's scary, he's kind of hot. I guess yeah. because of that. Yeah. But he's sensitive. He'll talk to you. He's very, he listens. He, he does ta- listen. He listens and he talks to me, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And he also has no woman to talk to right now. I mean, Carmela wants basically nothing to do with them. Melfi, as of that moment is out of the picture. She'll be back this episode. Yeah. Uh, so I think, and you know, his mom's not around anymore and you know, he sort of tries to connect with Janice at the beginning. Who's just parenting, 101 there telling saying that she's just gonna let the kids do whatever they want they'll yeah. figure it out for themselves yeah totally which is basically a homer simpson quote which i love yeah um yeah so yeah tony has <laughs> <laughs> that's really it's, it's an from, american critique you're yeah. right um so yeah i mean tony has no one to connect with and uh and not only is adriana there she's very attractive and she looks up to him uh, and then literally looks up to him. Yes. They had yeah. this heart to heart and then they're like brought back together a little bit more, you know. Yeah. They had kind of like a slumber party because Chris was out of town and so they decided to hang. They're, like they're hanging a little bit more often, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he's doing a lot. Of, I mean, he's doing more business at the Crazy Horse, but this seems like sort of a lot. Or do you think what's the time span of these visits? Is it like night? Is it like nightly or is it like a, like once a week? Because he rotates, right? And he says yeah. maybe at the other place, you know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this episode feel this feels like a kind of self-contained episode that takes place over just a couple days or like a week, I right. guess, right? Because I mean, at the beginning they're already talking about Chris going away, then he goes away, and it seems like he's basically gone for like a night, like he doesn't sleep and just wants to go home, right? I think. So maybe at the two nights tops. Yeah, but I think Tony's there often, and I don't know. There's a little like back and forth there because like Adriana mentions. Like, so they have that first night they hang out and that dart thing happens uh, where she ends up on her knees in front of him and Joey yeah. Peep shows up and there's some some looks, you know. And, That's the thing. And they both knew it was kind of a weird thing. They both were very well aware that that was a weird thing. Well, then they both run to their little sewing circles to talk about it. Exactly. Tony goes back to therapy and yes. Adriana only has Agent San Severino to I know. confide in. <laughs> Who just doesn't care. She doesn't care, but she like... She's she's so corny. She like tries mm-hmm. so hard to like I mean if you think of the high watermark for for like FBI guys getting down with mafiosos, I feel like Skip is is that guy cuz he's like he mm-hmm. looks like a mafia dude. He like wears a sweatsuit around. <laughs> Agent Sanseverino is just uncool. Yeah. No no swagger, nothing. She's like he's definitely an alpha male, you know, yeah. like I just he she's I don't know. Yeah. She she's trying but it's so clear in her delivery that she just thinks this is all so dumb. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, and, yeah. But I also noticed in that scene, Agent San Severino is like super tall compared to Adriana. Yeah. Like that scene where they're walking by the river. I assume it's in Paris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they can't talk in their neighborhood. Right. Right. Uh, they're walking by the river. Agent San Severino is like head, like a head uh, taller than 
than Adriana. I didn't really notice that. Interesting. I mean, who cares? But well, yeah, like <laughs> the, the like actors. They're always. That's why she didn't make it as an actor. The, She's too tall. You got to be super short. You can't be a different size. Yeah, you like, have to be a size. You got to be short. Tom Cruise and shorter. That's actually what they say in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, Adrian has no one that cares about her. I guess Tony really doesn't either in some ways, but, uh, Gosh, they end up yeah. back together, you know, I mean, and there's that moment when he shows up at the crazy horse and she kind of slips in like, Hey, uh, Christopher's away and I actually can't get in touch with him. You know, like what's his new number, you know, and that I feel like she's sort of setting up that, Hey, like we're cut off from Christopher you're single. I'm like, I'm on my own this weekend. I'm like, pretty sure little, you don't want me getting in touch with him. Yeah, that's a little signaling. And then, of course, Good you know, point. Good point. The, the things start to happen from there. Um, well, Tony initiates it by like touching her waist. Yeah. You know, and that's definitely, that's an erogenous zone. Yeah. Oh, really? It's an erogenous <laughs> I've zone. I've been doing it so wrong. Her waist is an erogenous zone for me. <laughs> that's what I mean. Um, but like, it's, there's, there, he, he like broke the bubble. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's in her, they, they're in each other's like space. Yes. There's no way he would have done that if Christopher was around. Probably not. That's, Probably not. Or, or anyone else for that matter. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Definitely I mean, not. Yeah. It's, it's very awkward when Phil and Joey Peep show up and they, both kind of realize like how weird it looked and yeah so maybe the fucking rumor mill starts there you know i'm per- assuming per- it must perhaps have, right? it begins swirling and then when they get into the car accident to go see andre <laughs> who's always up who's always up yeah. <laughs> surprise <laughs> um uh they, uh, you know, they, they it, it it only like fans the flames with like that extra juicy yeah action and tony has i mean you know he's He's got a shirt off in the back when she shows up, which is also, I think, like pretty intentional. He's he's yeah. looking for other moles, but it's it's like, hey, check it out. You know, I'm, I'm a big dude, you know? I know, but it's, like that's so, I feel like that's the wrong direction for a guy like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so we get to this faithful car accident. Uh, by the way, uh, I-, I love the little detail of uh, of Danielle drowning in a picnic <laughs> that Adriana just uses for cover real quick. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, so we get to this car accident uh, and a whole shit show of gossip and uh, a giant big game of telephone starts and it, it makes for some of the better comedy I think the show has ever done. It's amazing. There's never been a scene like that in the show. And the fact that it like you go through all these mafia guys and like Bobby Bacala and Junior saying like really raunchy shit. Junior especially. Yeah, Junior especially. But like, but you've never heard Bobby Bacala say the word cock. I guess not. You know, it like falls out of his mouth. He like almost has trouble with it. <laughs> and then like, and it's all, it's like uh, clearly such bullshit because we were there. It's amazing to me that ju- how Ronchi Jr. goes because I, I, w- I don't want to think about anything involving any of that with like family members and i can't imagine yeah. being like yeah my nephew came all over a visor <laughs> so, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like what it's the like they're not even related visor, like what the fuck like it doesn't even make fucking sense yeah. like it's so crazy but i mean it's it's just it's you know it's good clean fun but yeah. it's but it, it also speaks to what tony was uh what carmelo was telling tony last episode which is that you know his friends aren't really his friends. They're just yeah. frightened of him. And they're, they're like little girls making fun of him behind his back. And same with Christopher, you right. know? Yeah. And he's no dummy. He knows it. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's, he's kind of right about the way people work, you know, people yeah, once completely. you kind of, once you believe something, you generally don't unbelieve it. You know, it's like putting the toothpaste back in the tube. It's just, it just doesn't, Yeah. it's, that's just 
people are just dumb animals and i'm not saying that like i'm one of them too you know but yeah it's just you're definitely one yeah, of them <laughs> i'm the worst one probably because uh, i think i should have a microphone in my face um but yeah i mean it's just it's it's really just it's such simple truthful human behavior and it's just kind of really yeah. how it works you know well and, and i like the i mean perhaps perhaps we should say this for round two but maybe not whatever um <laughs> the as far as as far as his therapy appointment goes it's very interesting because not only has tony used this as as an opportunity to talk to someone about it mm -hmm. but he actually kind of like i suppose he doesn't really take the advice um, he does not yeah and, and i mean well the funny thing is is he goes there acting like hey i uh you know we talked a little bit about tony changing and i guess he sort of is in some very small ways in bad ways it, but yeah in bad ways too but it's like he goes there saying that he used his self-control not to hook up with adriana the first night when they're playing darts and she ends up like literally on the ground in front of him but that's actually like Joey Peeps and Phil Leotardo stopped it from happening. You know, like he's right. acting like, oh, I made the choice not to do it. But it's like, did you really make the choice? That's true. He's totally and, lying. Yeah. And who I mean, do you think they would have actually hooked up if, if the car crash hadn't happened? Yeah. Like what base do you think they would get to? The All the way around. All the way around home run. <laughs> in, in, inside the park. <laughs> but, you know, um, we would have gotten yeah. there. I don't know. It's tough to say. I think probably... But I just don't know. I feel like if that happened, Adriana would have run away forever. <laughs> like, yeah. she would have just been like, I'm fucked. That's it. Yeah. I think that if that happened, Christopher would have actually died. Right? Like, I think Tony would have just just gone into full-on self-preservation mode and not even... Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. Because he, he was talking to Melfi about, like, starting a whole new family. Yeah. You know? And, like, that it would, it would totally ruin Christopher. And it's like, well, we know in the end that he doesn't really care about that. Right one, right. But right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. I just it's tough to say. I I, I don't know. I, like on the one hand, I would think that they like Adriana wouldn't. I think I think Christopher's right though. He's a man. He's alone in the car with her. She's attractive. Right, right. More than likely would have happened. Um, but uh, again, also like he says, it just doesn't matter. People now just believe that they're probably forever going to believe that because right. that's just also kind of how people generally work you know it's like oh yeah totally yeah it's like little bits of truth little bits of lies throw it in the oven bake it then it becomes whatever like the generally accepted conventional wisdom is but it's just no fucking ZD. yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah i mean i guess the last thing we'll talk we'll we'll, we'll talk about christopher in the second half but like i just think it, the last thing we should talk about is that melfi scene mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. because she really pushes him she's like fine yeah. you're back you want actual advice yeah and she kind of blindsides him with it you know right she expected him to kind of pat her her to kind of pat him on the back a little bit she doesn't mm -hmm. he, that's i feel like that's what he wants he just wants someone to talk to about it you know yeah yeah and I kind mean, of does he really want her to like help him pump the brakes i don't know Maybe it's on some level. It's tough to, maybe on some level. I think on a, I think he's smart enough that on a business level he knows it's it's bad. You know, I, I don't know if we've gotten to the episode yet, but when he talks about Soprano rage and how that's bad for business, I think that's yep. coming up this season. Like he knows on some level, as a boss, he can't do it. But you isn't know, that almost? But first. isn't that Soprano rage that he's talking about? Some of what we experienced with Christopher this episode. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, in the end, he like winds up acting like Christopher's the one off of off his rocker. You know. Yeah. And certainly his reaction is not okay by any by any judgment christopher's reaction yeah yeah right it, within the family or in the real world right you know but um 
you know anyways we'll get i'm just like i'm just so excited to talk about christopher's like rage <laughs> fest it's the best thing in the world yeah um, um well yeah but it's it's, it's good to see melfi back though it's been i mean i like that they took so long to get there she hasn't been in it she hasn't been his therapist since uh calling all cars last season so that's like episode yes. 411 so it's been like this is the seventh episode well it's nice that we had some hang time where he was he was separated from carmella but not in therapy right you know yeah, yeah and, yeah, and right. so we get a little bit of bit of this tony sort of twisted in the wind because he needs that female like i i'm not gonna say guidance because he doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks yeah but like he likes that presence yeah he really does but it's nice to see him without that and kind of like like need to get a grip because he's really He's treading on thin ice. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, he's sort of spiraling, I he, guess, right? Yeah, he's definitely spiraling. He's yeah. hanging by a thread. What else can we come <laughs> up with here? Like, uh, we said thin ice. He's at a crossroads. He's at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. He's on the precipice of a great mm-hmm. some crossroads. <laughs> major a fork crossroads. in the road. Major precipice of a major crossroads. <laughs> Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. Fork in the road. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. He's he's definitely spiraling out of control. I mean, she even mentions that you know this season premiere he was saying all the same things about her that he's saying about adriana now so he's kind of grasping at that sort of anything which is another very sopranos type thing you know it's a very single i mean it's a very single young guy thing yeah you know like yeah. and, and he is sort of a teenager he's absolutely yeah i mean yeah totally like that's uh, he's he just he's a little undeveloped on yeah. the emotional side eating pizza with his son on the couch <laughs> slamming pizza on the ground then coming back in and getting it from carmella fucking which is love so that. great that shit's hilarious yeah um but yeah i mean it's also just that melfi scene is just a very sopranos kind of thing you know where i, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone on the show and we've talked about it before but they're all kind of thinking like oh no like this 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 will change my life now. You know, like mm-hmm. I tried it with Carmela, mm-hmm. but even though I'll probably make all the same mistakes with Adriana, like, no, if I marry a girl like that, my whole life will change, you I'll know, do it right this time. Exactly. Which is just, they're all kind of, you know, looking for that next thing that's going to come in and, 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 and just maybe change their life or fix it for the better. Right. And in the meantime, what they do is kind of gawk at, that's the drama around them, you know, like the Christopher thing and, you know, it's just and offer it's, no support to each other whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But it just adds this little layer of excitement while you're just waiting for the next big thing to come around, you I mean, know, it's scintillating. This is, this episode was scintillating. Yes. That's great. That's yes, exactly. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, life is just, it's almost like you're sitting in a diner and you just keep looking up because the bell rings at the door and you're like, Oh, what's that? Is something good going to come well, in? I want some and, onion rings now. Yeah, I don't know. What am I saying though? Um, we should, uh, take a break though. And we'll Let's come back it. and talk about Christopher shooting the, uh, <laughs> shooting the, not the Escalade, but the Chevy. Um, uh. Motherfucking and, uh, gun. Yeah, we got a little bit of AJ and uh, Tony we got, B. We got to talk about. Up. We got to talk about Tony B stepping up. We got to talk about Carmella and all of this because ultimately, mm-hmm. um, this proves to be a bit of a setback for Tony in terms of what we know is actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Uh, all right. We'll be back. No fucking ZD is brought to you by gunshot wounds or broken kneecaps. All right. Welcome back. Big up. 
Lil Stevie Nicks. <laughs> that, that's his name, right? That's what he goes by. Lil that Stevie is what he Nicks. goes by. Uh, that's a great little in joke there. I like that. Adriana says something about the Lost Boys manager. Like they must owe someone money because they keep bugging her to play music. Oh, that's right. And that's Stevie Van Zandt's uh, band. Um, welcome back to uh, whatever this is. Um, this thing of ours. This little thing of ours. Uh, <laughs> so Christopher, I guess we'll talk about him and his uh, little his little outburst. His little it, outburst. That's uh, that's you know it's that's totally the, normal. It's a power packed performance, bro. It's like yeah, unreal. Yeah. He really and like first of all, he beats up Adriana with no booze. Yes, that's which is the worst part, right? And right, he's yeah, like he's he's, yeah. he's quite mean to her. To, uh, to say the least it's, yeah it's like it's horrifying it is horrifying and um well i guess that's really where it ends <laughs> it's horrifying. there's nothing else to say i mean it's watching him be like she and he really goes into it you yeah, know like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna choke her when he finds out that she's an informant for the fbi yes before they kill her yeah well right yes and this is a few seasons before or a few episodes before uh chrissy gets murdered by tony right just to make sure everyone's on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of little parallels there, actually. Um, it yeah, looks a yeah. lot like that same scene in long-term parking when he yep. flips out. And um, and actually, just going back a little bit, we, we didn't mention last week, I don't think, but how the Lorraine Caluso murder is staged almost exactly like the Adriana murder. It's both of them crawling right. off into right. the off-camera. And... We're saving that for long-term parking. Okay, well. I, I Do you think it. Lorraine Caluso died? No, I listen. No body, no death. She's alive out there somewhere. <laughs> I think she's man of members only jacket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm firmly team. They died. Yes. Yeah. Anyone who's like they didn't show it, we don't know. It's like we know. I know. There's a lot of. I'm, I guess we'll get to this, but there's a people, lot of. Uh, some people don't know what they're talking about. There's a lot of people who were fully expecting Adriana to come back, and I remember that being like a rumor that. You think Silvio's just gonna shoot a gun into the air and be like, "Ah, get out of here, you bastard!" You know, <laughs> like, like there, there's your lesson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Um, you've been warned. Yeah, it's just stupid. Um, yeah. but Lorraine might be alive. Um. Regardless, yeah. Adrian is alive now and getting beaten by Christopher. And he was just kind of looking for an excuse. Like, we were talking about the drug thing earlier, but he was mm. also, kind of, I think, looking for, like, a, the perfect excuse. Like, aha, now I can drink. And, like, mm-hmm. totally. and he also looks for drugs in her purse first, right? Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, and then goes right to the vodka, which I think was just like, everyone, will, they'll all understand, you know, like, this horrible thing happened to me. I well, can drink. Well, I think it's, I, I don't think it's that specifically. I actually have to disagree with you there. All right. I think that, um, this is the beginning of the end right here. I'm going to pull your card. Uh, <laughs> I think that he, I think it's just rage. It's like, he's just mad at it. He's like, fuck yeah. everybody. Yeah. I'm going to drink. Fuck them. Like they don't reciprocate all of the, all of the, all of the pain and the discipline that has to go into me not drinking. Right. And in, in his heart of hearts, he probably knows that his addiction is caused by this like horrifying lifestyle he has. Yeah, and probably. has to and has to endure, and so I think that he's just he's just full. It's just full on anger boner, you know. Yep. yep. And he's rubbing it all over everybody's face, <laughs> and I think he's also like so mad he like just doesn't give a fuck anymore, and yeah. he's doing things that he knows might get him killed. Yeah, I guess like he's kind of spiraling too there. Yeah, I mean you could say that. Like, well, I just like did. when he shows up at the Bing with a firearm, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, actually, Hard to joke about this episode sometimes. I guess tell you. so. Yeah, we're working, uh, working overtime, and not to like not to jump ahead, but one of the questions we got, I guess we'll just kind of answer now. One of them was asking if they if we think that if Tony was out in the parking lot, would Christopher have shot and killed him? 
God damn it. Yeah. I don't I don't <laughs> think so. I feel like that scene would end almost exactly like Artie pulling a gun on Tony would have ended. Right. Where Tony would have somehow talked him out of it and Christopher would have just like gone back into his car crying and uh and just swerved out into traffic and just and sped away, you know. And, and hit a motorcycle guy. Yeah, yeah. Motorcycle yeah. man. <laughs> um but uh, like uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean Polly even says later he's he when he's actually defending Chrissy and they have him in that cornfield or whatever the yeah. fuck they drive over to. Yeah. <laughs> um somehow they made it to Wyoming, yep. you know, or Nebraska or some shit. Uh but uh you know, Polly says like the way I see it tone he knew he was out of loads. Like, well, like he he knew the gun was empty. Like, yeah. what he pumped into your car, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's true because like he is screaming. He's like, "You're lucky I'm out of loads." I mean, he's talking big, but like, he, you know, he he shot up his car. I don't think so. I'm with you. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I think that he's such an emotional wreck and just kind of such a sensitive. It's weird to say, but he is kind of a sensitive guy. Actually, he he's throwing a tantrum here. That's yeah, what it is. Right. Right. Um, and I love that he shows up with a gun, but Silvio is armed with a bullhorn <laughs> in the middle of the. That's the fucking sat, best not thing. Bells, like, uh, whatever it's uh, about a bing. About a bing. That's what. And he was like waiting for it. He's like, "All right, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do down there." I mean, it's such a great <laughs> moment of comedy. It's just it's so fucking good. <laughs> I, I wonder who came up with that. Uh, yeah, was it like was it just there and they were like, "Oh yeah, use this on this take." You yeah, know, like it's just fucking, great. It's totally incredible and it's hilarious because like they're all like posted they know what to do they got the two goons downstairs the muscle men yeah the muscle yeah. man one of them um, is uh, uh tony saragusa the formal uh, for, formal the formal nfl player who's former also, nfl player yeah. is he the guy with the long hair uh no he's he's the guy who has the one speaking line i forget what he says to christopher but uh he's the like the curly short curly hair uh short curly hair okay um he used oh, to right, right. tony Sir- yeah he kind of looks like everybody else on the show yeah he yeah. fits in very well exactly yeah. um oh that's awesome was yeah. he was he on the uh, the Jets? Um, he's from Jersey. I forget. No, because he's he's won a Super Bowl, so uh, not with the Jets. Oh. <laughs> um, but he's from Jersey and uh, used to kind of amble around on the sidelines on the Fox <laughs> Fox broadcast. <laughs> it's the most useless <laughs> sideline guy ever. Um, but but, was he walking around saying to people, I'll split your fucking wishbone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it's a good... It, that's a good goon line. He's got... Yeah. The, the nice little moment. I forget yeah. if he's... He might be in another couple shots, but uh, but that's a funny little cameo. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Christopher is basically on a, on a, like a suicide mission from that point on because he's he has no more bullets left and he's going up against the mafia, which um, he should yeah. know just usually doesn't end very well. Well, he's yeah, he's throwing a tantrum though. He's doing it in the most public place possible. Yeah, he's driving around wasted. You yes. know, like he could have just as easily wrapped his car around a telephone pole in right. the meantime. Right. Um. Kid's got a problem with, you know, his kid likes his chemistry set a little too much, you know, (laughs) but uh, no, I I don't think he would, that Tony would have gotten it in the parking lot. I mean, uh, so fast forward to what's going on in the, uh, the cornfields, the nuclear cornfields with the reactor behind them. Yep. It's actually Tony B who steps up. He does. He, and does. he says, "Try it my way." Yeah, which is kind of like a ham-fisted line, I have to say. But you I know, agree. It's yeah. a little bit like I feel like this, like the clouds should have parted right afterward, and the sun comes out, and there's like a fucking rainbow. He's yeah, like, exactly. Your way, huh? It's a little weird. Yeah, and they do like a tap dance together. <laughs> yeah, they just but, dance right to the doctor's yeah, that's office. That's one of those moments I was talking about where you're like, "Come on, yeah, come on, Sopranos." Yeah, agreed. Uh, 
Um, but still, he's uh, he's 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 stepping up and um, he is. getting true. now. I mean, little by little, getting directly involved with some mafia business here. Um, and also, he shows some uh, some tough guy chops with the doctor there when he says, you know, the guy's like, oh, "I just finished finish a finish a seventeen hour shift," and he, he has that little threatening moment where it's like any bullet wounds or broken kneecaps, like you can kind of see how Tony mm-hmm. B did in this world, you know, the transformation, you know. Yeah. I mean, but like they get the point across. First, also, I love this fucking doctor. Yes, who goes into his thing when Tony's like he Tony sim- simply says to him, "Are you sure?" And he goes, "I have a medical degree from Johns Hopkins University. Yeah. My grandmother was the first black woman to practice medicine in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just fucking amazing." But again, it th- like they're sh- the writers are like shitting on this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're just they just they made him so uncool. I mean, he's accomplished. Like no disrespect to him. Like, yes. I could have made it through school that long or be that smart no yeah doctor you definitely man. couldn't have. yeah he's yeah, the doctor man <laughs> the doctor man uh yeah. but uh he uh he's great and then when and then when he's in the he when he's in the car though he fucking he sacks up like no joke he's Big like time. i'm not in the custom <laughs> of, of telling lies or whatever or making things up right right and and uh tony b speaks doctor to him Yes, or pre-certified massage therapist speak at least. Yeah, <laughs> pre-board certified massage therapist. Uh, right. We almost forgot that was a thing for a few episodes. I know. I know. Yeah. Cal Master Massage Chair. <laughs> he. Uh, I mean, yeah. So like, he kind of speaks the right doctor speak with the guy, and yeah. and you know, I mean, again, like you said, like we know nothing happened, but I guess this is proof enough for Christopher. Um, although it could have been a hand job, right? Why didn't anyone say that? <laughs> Sorry, it's a uh, big wide car. Yeah, I guess so. She's like. I don't know. Yeah. Evan's holding his hand out and kind of doing a weird circular motion. I don't think that's the, yeah, no, that's not the right shape. That's but, the cabbage oh, patch. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like she doesn't have arms like Kevin Durant or anything like right, that. Like right. I, I think that, but y- what you do bring up a good point though. Cause Chris says like, so what, you well, know, right, that, they still, they, st- you know, I'm still humiliated basically. Yeah. Which yeah. is true. Which is totally true. Um, everyone fully believes it still. Uh, and even if they don't believe it, they still love it. Exactly. You know, I mean, exactly. It gives them just something to do like in the, with you know, between yeah. the just the humdrum of uh, of just, you know, your work life when you're in the mob <laughs> gets boring making collections after a while. Yeah, fuck yeah, it, it does. It's, it's, it's good n- Jamba Juice. Yeah, it's just nice to uh, to just have something to, to kind of just like divert your attention for a little bit, a little yeah. drama. And then as quickly as it, as it happens, it just goes away. You 100%. Know? 100%. Um, although we should back up a little bit here. We, we didn't talk about Vito getting a sandwich thrown at him, which he, Christopher Fruit also has Vito. to make right. So that's like, that. that's sort of the beginning of the tirade. Yeah, right. Th- Through a sandwich. That sandwich stays together. The amount that people throw a sandwich in this show, like when they're like, you know, like I yeah. remember, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Richie April gets a sandwich thrown to him in the fucking mm-hmm. when they're in the sports. The sport, oh, yeah. Sporting goods man. Yep. yep. Um, and he catches it like with one hand. And it doesn't fucking like bust apart. That's some Italian, you know, that's some Italian craftsmanship. Seriously. Because people give a shit. That's why. <laughs> with that shredded lettuce and everything, you'd think it'd be yeah. flying everywhere. Yeah, but he throws it and like it's I would never carry a sandwich like that with one hand, but whatever. Mm-hmm. He 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 throws food at Vito, which is apparently the worst part of that. Right? It's not the fuck all of you guys. Yeah. It's just interesting that that's what Tony brings. Like, you threw food at Vito. <laughs> and it's not, he didn't well, it's say like, a sandwich. Like, I feel like it would have been too funny if he said, you threw a sandwich at Vito. Yeah. 
So you threw, but like, because he says food, it means it's like this category of offense. Like you cannot throw food at people. I know. Yeah. Like, is that specifically in the mob handbook somewhere? It's like page two of the boss manual. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause Vito, I, I kind of forgot, but he's a captain now. Um, well, we find that out. Right. Oh, I mean, we, we kind oh, of, just find that out now. Well, we find that out. Like he, someone finally says that word, but he was uh, at the sit down with Johnny sack. Oh, that's true. That's true. Which is still going on in the background, but we're ignoring it completely right true, now. True, yeah. Um, yeah, and also Vito brings up the other side of the Adriana story that we already heard last season or the beginning of this season that Vito uh, kept calling Adriana while Chris was in rehab. He now says the opposite. We're going to find out in like five episodes that he doesn't swing that way. Um so, you know, a lot of posturing there from Vito. Yeah. Tough guy shit. But you're not saying that this proves that Adriana was calling Vito. Because no, no, of course there's not. There's no he, way that's not true. Well, he was definitely, he was clearly calling her. Like, she's telling the truth. But it's like. I see. Why? You know, I mean, I guess that's, I guess if you're just in total denial or, or whatever, you're going to. He wants to. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Vito swings both ways and we just haven't talked about it. He does have children. No, but he, he yes, he does. But he also doesn't fuck his gumar for like three years. I mean, we'll get, oh, I right. guess we'll get there when we get there. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, <laughs> right? It's like a little bit of a uh, yeah, a little bit of a uh, Tom Cruise situation, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah, he is a Scientologist, um, <laughs> a gay Scientologist. Vito <laughs> is a gay Scientologist. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's there's yeah, what you said. Okay. I was just like you know the uh, so I mean now that Tony's kind of sort of patched things over with Christopher and now now it's more about his family he's gonna go to Carmela um, yeah let's who, talk about that yeah I mean she it's 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 made its way back to her somehow I'm sure she got some call from Rosalie or, or Gabby uh, Dante yeah, right up. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah um, which I wish they showed that one I just wish they showed Carmela getting well, that I call I love that he gets blindsided by it when he arrives with Christopher or with uh, sorry AJ yeah um, he gets blindsided by it he brings in a pizza you know like yep. all that stuff and uh, it's uh, it's a surprise to him and it's a surprise to us. I love yeah. sharing surprises with Tony. Well, I mean, doesn't he kind of know, though? Like, he, because she calls him out on it. She's like, you came in because you wanted to. You're sniffing around. Yeah. Like, Tony's, well, yeah, maybe a surprise, but he goes there wanting to know what she knows. I guess you're right. And then, but uh, he probably is blindsided by the fact that she already knows, or at least he really didn't want that to be the truth. And that's you know. probably the case, also. Yeah. Um, but she really lets him have it, and he. He does a little bit of the same thing to Carmela that he does to Christopher, mm -hmm. which is that he like he like he like really rubs he 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 just like forces it so hard down her throat mm -hmm. that it's like it doesn't really matter anymore if she believes him. You know what I mean? Because he's like sort of forcing her to say it. Yeah, in a yeah. Way, like it's just the way he like pushed that through Congress so hard, right? Like our new health bill. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like it's not the the substance that matters it's the fact that he got, he got her to do it you know right, what i mean yeah. and uh, yeah and that's kind of that's that to me is like one of the saddest scenes when she like lets him off the hook by not saying anything mm -hmm. she's still a little bit controlled by him and he's just proving that he needs that because he's totally delusional he was gonna he was gonna totally fuck her brains out as he said yeah Probably. Um, and he's still kind of asking that question of Christopher and Carmela that he was asking last season, just kind of what person, what kind of person do you think I am? Like it's, it's yeah. so he's still sort of asking, do you think I'm that toxic of a person? And, uh, 
he gets the answer he wants, but probably not the truth. Well, he goes through that like once every so often where he like needs to do something nice for someone. Yeah. Or or he needs some sort of validation for not being a total like disaster of a person. Right. Yeah. He just doesn't want to really face that truth, which is that. Yeah, you're right. He probably would have. He goes around basically like putting his gun to people's head and being like, am I nice? Like, <laughs> what do you really think of me? You know what right. I mean? I mean? That's pretty much what's happening here. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think that what you brought up, though, is really important. Tony Blundetto kind mm-hmm. of like pl- playing both sides of the, the straight and narrow and also the mafia life. Mm-hmm. And then Carmela also starting. She finally buckles, you know, and gives him one. Mm-hmm. And so there's some transitioning. Some these two characters that are sort of some of the main parts of uh of this season in the long run are are starting to transition mm-hmm. into their final form for the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um and then also Adriana because she you know, she gets beat up by Chris, she's in this terrible situation. Like does it did it ever cross your mind that maybe she would just be like, look, he just beat the shit out of me. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. Well, I mean, uh Agent San Severino, I guess kind of nails it on the head though, you know, mm-hmm. she's sort of protecting you know, an abusive fiance and then kind of like just an abusive lifestyle altogether, really, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, kid. it's it's really just kind of like this is one of this is maybe one of her last chances, I guess, you know, I mean, she'll really have the very last chance in long term parking. But like, yeah, it's kind of like, all right, you literally just got beat with it like over the head. <laughs> this is not a good situation for you, for you to be in it's at all. Terrible. And she goes and, and she says something to Agent San Severino, like, uh, like, you know, I forget what she says, but like just she's like chill out it's not all from christopher because she knew that the fbi would love that oh right she got beaten up and try to use it against her right right and she says that if she caught christopher in the opposite situation that she would have killed him which i think might be true too i don't know it totally might be true and and she she delivers that line very convincingly yeah um to agent san severino to herself who knows but she's yeah uh so ultimately it all ends in uh the way a lot of things just kind of end just with just with a whimper, really. I mean, they go to the, they go to uh, uh, Vesuvio, sit down. Everyone's got their woman with them. Tony well, B has his mom. D- Tony's essentially forced everyone, right, to like, you know, p- p- pretend that things are normal. You yeah. know, what I mean? he's got Carmela there. He like it'd really twist her arm. Uh, Vito has to like, you know, Chris has to apologize to Vito, and Vito yeah. has to like be nice about shit. This is all Tony forcing everyone to like act a certain way. Right. Like on a personal and from like a, a mm-hmm. manager standpoint too. He oh, has completely. to kind of keep the peace at, at for these are his employees, you know. Yeah. Um and uh and dinner is part of work that's for them. Absolutely, yeah. I really wish we had that. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just it just goes to show like like we were saying, people love these little moments where they can kind of watch, you know, rubberneck at an accident or, you know, like the motorcycle man, they all run out of the bing to watch the accident, then just turn right back to their lives and just do that. Yep. Um, and that's kind of what happens in the restaurant. Everyone turns and watches because it's just mm-hmm. ooh, this big, exciting moment. Yep. But then ultimately, it's not that big of a climax. It's a handshake and uh, no pun intended there for anything we're else, anything else we're talking about. <laughs> um, and that's it just kind of peters out, you know, yep. completely because um, people are just kind of easily satisfied really when you think about it yeah like uh i mean not our audience though. no no of course not they're no, very demanding we're working very hard over but, here but they like you know people like resolution for one and they're kind of getting it 
And yeah, but we're also opening other cans of worms. True. Other clams. True. <laughs> but for now, it's you know they just go back to just doing what they're doing. That's just sort of life, I guess. It's like it's kind of a straight line until something sort of exciting happens. You know, a car accident or people or yeah, drama. Yeah, things, things don't change you like you think they are. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, um, but for now, the piece has been made, and uh, you know, uh, we, everybody goes to sleep that night. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anything we else any, we should discuss? No, I think that's it. We get any more, we get any more questions this week? We got a couple questions. Um, this first one comes from, hold on. Uh, this is from Melissa Miles at Melly M Miles. Uh, she's traveling to New York city this summer with three teenage girls. Where should we, where should they go and eat? Cause we have teenage oh, daughters. You got to find Johnny T's guide to New York. Yeah, uh, on the internet. I'm not talking. I'm talking to our listeners here. <laughs> like, oh wait, this is the, uh, the, puppet. the puppet. Yes, yeah. agreed. So you got to find Johnny T's tourist guide to New York from Glove and Boots. He's the fucking <laughs> funniest. It's the best New York guide. You will you will understand so much more about the city from an insider's perspective. He names some of the best pizza joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got all kinds of all kinds of cuisines. You know what we I do. mean? We do. But essentially, just don't go anywhere that says, uh, well. First of all, don't go anywhere that's like an extension of a restaurant that you have in your hometown. Yes. Do not so like, stop at Applebee's in Times Square. Yeah. Don't go to fucking Olive Garden. Yeah. You know, none of that shit. Uh, maybe like Dallas BBQ and, and Dave and Buster's in Times Square, like as a laugh. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's only something that people who live lived here a really long time do as like a last resort. Yeah. For like ironic fun. But like, right. But also here's here's the other thing to remember. Don't go anywhere that claims to be world famous. Yes. World famous is code for we just opened last week. Give us your money. Give us your money. It's going to stink. Right. Really. It's going to suck really bad. The other thing <laughs> is uh, any any place that has too many different types of foods. Like you, like Italian plus Asian plus. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you, do, yeah. you, you don't want to go to like Pete's world famous halal fried chicken pizza and ice cream. Right. You know what I mean? Good call. Very good call. You want to go to halal guys. You want to go. You, you don't you don't want to go to a, a Thai, Japanese and Chinese place rolled into one. You want right. to go to a go to separate. Yeah. Right. Thai or sushi place. Go to three yeah. different restaurants in an, in an evening if that's what you're trying and, to and, and have them all compete with each other. Yeah, exactly. Tell them what you're doing. Say that you're a part of a contest now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would say, I mean, she's with young, young kids. So I guess they're probably going to do the, the Times Square thing, but I would avoid eating there probably because it's just going to be so jacked up. It totally sucks there. Like, it, yeah. I mean, get your picture if you want to get the picture, but yeah. I would say for the most part, stay away from it. Walk um, the High Line. I was going to say the High Line is probably actually the best touristy kind of thing to do. That's, and it's, that's the designated like, oh, I have friends in town. I'm going to the you know yeah. type spot yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> exactly. like, show them around. like oh your mother's in town are you at the highline right now yep <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah um but it is cool i mean it's this above ground park it's a converted above ground subway uh track and railway, railway i guess sure um yeah i guess that's true above ground <laughs> subway above would ground, be like, that doesn't make any sense yeah um so and it's just there's a lot of cool restaurants along the way or little carts of food and stuff you could uh just snack snack at uh you're gonna catch some nice weather too yeah um chelsea market's cool i guess up by the park the and museums explore, explore some outer boroughs you know like yeah that too, that there's, too. there's a whole lot of stuff go to the cloisters go to go to i mean that's in manhattan but you know go to brooklyn go to coney island it's yep. fun the summer will just be getting going so it won't be like totally insane saying there yep um um just just explore I'll, you know the lonely planet books i find are really good when you travel same yeah, yeah. i've always used those and they've, they've never let me down um so yeah 
that's our advice. So have fun, but, you know, as Johnny T likes to say, get out of the way. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Yes. Um, this one we kind of answered, uh, but I just wanted to, Harpo Soprano is the one who asked us if, uh, if we think Tony would have killed Christopher, or other way around, excuse me. I mean, for, for your sake, I hope that the answer is yes. <laughs> um, this one comes from, hey, an old friend of the pod, your sister's crotch. Oh, <laughs> um, haven't funny heard about from your God. sister's crotch in a while. <laughs> funny I've about God. about your sister's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, funny about God and ambiguity and shit like that. Describe the role of ambiguity in Sopranos and its importance in pivotal series moments. And uh, you have 500 words. To what th- the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough one. I'm giving us homework. So the end, first of all. Okay, yes. Because like, well, here's the thing. Like, Life isn't this thing where there's like a black and white before and after, you know? Exactly. Like you never know what's going to matter in the end. It's all after it happens. Yeah, things that seem very, very consequential often only lead to other things that are similarly inconsequential that like slowly work together. And I think Sopranos does a great job of that. Like we talk about people getting preoccupied with this stuff, you know? Carmel and the Wallpaper Man. Uh, You know, Tony thinking about starting a new life with Adriana, you know, mm-hmm. all, like all this fucking shit, even, even Chrissy thinking like losing his mind at Tony like this. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing winds up happening. Right. Yeah. Other than like this slow walk, this it's like this slow burn, just like hate that everyone has for each other. Yeah. Right. But like, but the show is true to life in that way. And exactly. like the, the Russian is a good, good, good example of that. Like there aren't answers in life. Right. Right. You know, and, and if there are resolutions, they're generally not big. Like, like we were saying, they're not like a big, like third act showdown kind of thing. It's yeah, more it's of like, ne- a it's never one little, or the other. It's yeah. always some X factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think really the point was just to make, something that was entertaining but also lifelike yep and in tv generally things up to that point weren't very ambiguous and so there was kind of a breakthrough in that way like like i think that david chase just thought to himself if i were to write the show that really entertained me the most it would be a little more lifelike and it would have that lifelike ambiguity to it where right, right. you kind of never really know what this, if this new development is going to matter in the end or not you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and, and most of the time it doesn't most of the time it doesn't and uh, yeah I mean it's it's like you said I mean it's never the big moments that really change your life it's it's the really most of the time the smaller ones that you kind of miss they kind of fly by and then you realize afterwards you know uh, and but then I, I also think to savor it yeah exactly but I also think it's a lot to do with just like I mean it is a show about, about anxiety in a lot of ways and people who worry and the worries that people have rather mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know that's sort of a function of anxiety is just wondering like who am I where am I going what does this all mean is, is this going to matter in the end like what's what's yeah, this all about and that's, kind a, of, that's a great point yeah um, so and then yeah obviously it's just for uh, it just makes for good uh, good cinema if you will um, this one comes from had to get this in he's a friend of the podcast this is from at Shahir Dowd the, uh-huh. uh, the host of uh, the only podcast about movies although I li- I li- we think I- it should be the only movie about podcasts <laughs> yeah I think that would be a really good name uh, and I have to say a sh- little shout out to them they just got their 100th episode in so, con- so congrats guys holy uh, shit go- 100 wow go check that out and he's produced a child in the meantime as well oh shit um, is that like a kind of movie yep that is a movie a child um, he asks will you end the podcast by cutting to black should we answer? <laughs> I've said before that I want to just start a slow fade from the very first second of the last episode so that over time we just sound further and further away. It just gets so quiet that like you can't understand anything. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to we're going to have to see what happens with that. Yep, we're going to get to I, that. Uh, I think that we should be very drunk 
no matter what we do. Yeah. And then we'll find it in the edit, you know? It's going to be a 10-part podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, fu- we'll fix it all in post. Yeah, exactly. We'll get even drunker for post and do it that way. Yeah. Um, everything else, a lot of the questions we actually answered this week just in our conversation. So that wow, uh, wraps us. it up. We did a good job. Um, really excited for next week. Some of this, some of the, I mean, this is this is sort of like season 5B starting up here. Yeah, yeah. We're in for um, starting... I mean, next week is great. The one after that, but then like episode eight on is just some of the best stuff. To Season five C, of course. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> next week is sentimental education, I believe. Yep, so, uh, yep, yep. so Carmela has a little fun. Cancel a man. <laughs> uh, so, thanks for listening. As always, subscribe, follow, uh, email, tell a friend, tell a friend, scream it from the rooftops, scream it from the rooftops. Mm, just, just do it. Just, just do it. Tell everybody. Yeah. If you enjoyed it today, tell everybody. Just be like the guy on the subway talking about Jesus. Just yep. Be like, just so everybody knows. Yes. No fucking ZD. <laughs> Definitely the do best that. Podcast. <laughs> that will make people love us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>